Rip. We will get to that. Like, tired of the disrespect. Hey, we going to high part festival? No, I'll be in, I'll be in Atlanta. Wow. I will the the Alex Alex. I know, uh, I know, I, and that sucks. Yeah. But I'm nah, gonna, man, we this um actually next week starts the starts bang on the road. Um, this is probably it's probably gonna be one more pod in May, and that's about it. Because <laughs> uh, we got this pod right here um today and then next week i will be in atlanta um and then the next week um we have one more pod and then after that i'm supposed to be on the fantastic voyage cruise so have fun man oh yeah a bank's birthday's coming this will be this will more than likely be the first birthday that i ever spend without family so i'm not necessarily happy about that but but it is what it is man some do pod i think this is 166 yeah Yeah, i lose count at this point point, but make sure you rate like subscribe download (laughs) wherever you you get your favorite pods um go ahead click the link in the bio go ahead and get that merch um and follow us on twitter instagram at some dude pod um so so mike do you want me to get to the disrespect of bang now <laughs> no let's get started or... no, let's just you know take it easy we could you know because hey take we could get to it whenever you want to get to it i don't you know you gotta kick it off on the bullshit we could you know yeah, ease I into mean... it depends on what was all right look check this out my good people bang text me well bang put a message yeah. on ig and said he felt disrespected he said, we're going to have an honest conversation on some dude pod. So I reacted. Then he texted me. Tired, Mike. Then he texted me. So when he texted me, I was like, oh, the bank so, really got some So look, man, I don't. Let me first by saying. <laughs> let me first start this by so, saying. Bang very rarely feels slighted or disrespected. I won't, I won't even does. mention the... The exact like what I saw that made me go, man, I, I feel a little. It wait, wait, wait did you and see and maybe it's not disrespected. I feel slighted. Now, we've heard on this podcast here, right? That I feel like sometimes, you know, I know y'all be like, you know, bang, you a legend. You know, bang, you've done this, nothing, that, nothing. Sometimes, most of the time, bang feels like an episode of Unsung. You know, you got, sure. you know, <clears throat> Anita Baker, you got Patty LaBelle, you got Aretha Franklin, then you got Cheryl Pepsi Riley. You got Sherelle. From the men's side, you have Luther Vandross. You have Freddie Jackson. You have, um, you know, you have I mean, Teddy Pendergrass, you know, Barry White. Then you have Alexander O'Neill. Sometimes I feel like Alexander O'Neill. You know, I, I see, I see everybody celebrating the ten year anniversary of Acid Rap. And start thinking about ten years ago, Mike. Oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> I know. Where I this think is about going. ten years ago. Go ahead, man. 
right, okay. Ten years ago, right, I see you. I we was you. holding niggas I'm down, fam. Ten years ago. This is ten this years is ago, facts. niggas couldn't get played. This is fact. Ten years ago, people will see what goes on on the JR Bang Morning Show, and then they will say, "Hey, come on over here." You know, I really anybody from 2010 to 2014, you know, Bang touched. They went through us. They went through me. So when I see certain stuff, like, damn, damn, Bang's still here. Bang ain't went nowhere. Even if Bang moved, Bang ain't went nowhere. Because even when Bang was gone, Bang was holding it down for people at the crib from St. Louis, from D.C. But I see certain stuff, and I'm like, damn. Bang didn't do too much, did he? Bang must didn't make an impact. Now, a lot of stuff that I did, I never asked for. Just bang, come through. Bang, host this. Bang did not run. Bang was asked. But I be seeing certain stuff and I just be like, man, Bang don't get no love in these streets, man. I feel it sometimes. Maybe it's because I chose to, you know, try to do something, try, try to help out my family. You know, I had a a son by 2014, so you know, gotta gotta take care of him, and then take care of who, who eventually became my wife. I don't know what it is, Mike, but man, Bang don't feel. Everybody can say what they want to say about what Jr. Bang did. Bang don't feel the love, Mike. Bang know what he did 10 years ago. Bang know everything. Bang was there. Only thing that he didn't do, Mike, was take pictures. I wasn't the biggest picture taker then. But I be seeing some stuff, man, and I just be like, damn, where's the love? Then I snap out of it. Like, all right, whatever, man. I, I'm in a great place, okay. <clears throat> doing very well. I'm taking care of my family and everything. But every once in a while, you know, I'm like, hmm, dude, dude, did, did cats really mess with Bang? Oh. You care to share on the air? Or you gonna tell me off here? You, you, tell me you off see, we celebrating, <laughs> celebrating ten years, <laughs> and this ain't even about the project or the person. That's not it. It's just. When you see certain things revolve around it, and you know how many people that you've helped, you just look and be like, damn. If and, and you know what, Mike, it's okay to question it, but like, how impactful were you really? And I think people need to have an honest conversation with themselves when they put themselves on certain pedestals. And that's one of the reasons why I never put myself on a pedestal. How impactful were you really were you just a blip did you have staying power did you really help and do what you think you did and sometimes when i see certain things and and i I see certain things being celebrated and you know you were there it's like hmm 
don't know. Maybe it's a certain group of people that feels like, you mm-hmm. know, like, and then maybe people forget. Maybe that might be the case too. But yeah, every once in a while, it's human to be like, maybe they just oh, forgot. That's what man. I was going to say. You know, maybe they forgot. But not, but, yeah, they forgot. But yeah, but if you forgot about what I've done, then. If you forgot about what I've done, you can just check your Facebook memory. Be, yeah. It's there. That'd be the crazy part, Mike. All of <laughs> that my be your Facebook, Facebook memories. memories, all of my social mem- media memories from what? 13 years ago. All revolves around music. All revolves around when you see the underground.com and and that's crazy too because I know I just recently like I always check my Facebook memories and around like you know what I'm saying this time I like I saw a couple maybe these past couple days was Windy City Underground mm-hmm. Cool Hype Radio memories like man shout out to Mike B for having yeah. us at Windy City you know what I'm saying dope ass interview and shit like that when I see shit like that even though I know I don't do that no more no it but then ten but then ten now, years later they act like they don't know you they act like you ain't do shit. Sometimes it might be like you. Sometimes it might be like that, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but when I see that though, deep down inside, I know that I did my part in trying to move the culture forward. Ain't no Mike. Don't say I try. <laughs> you did your part to move the culture forward. It's just that so I can live with I can live with that. that people forget what you done for them. And I'm glad that I've never been in a position where I've asked anybody for anything. I've never. But I'm not gonna be flipped though. Like I'm not homeless outside them hooping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm I'm definitely not that. But I do every once in a while be like, y'all show, y'all show. For, now, mind you, I don't say that to myself. Some of the things that you, oh, man, bank, you did this, bank, you did that. I remember my big homie Merck was like, and, you know, they, you have to understand what you've done, what you did for the culture, for the people. And I said, I flat out said to him, I don't see it. I don't see it. I ain't saying niggas got to get on my nuts because. I'm not going to do that. No, I don't want nobody to do that. But, man. A little, a little shout out. Shout out, man. You just little... see it. <laughs> you, you just see certain shit. He was like, I was there. And y'all act like I wasn't. And it's interesting. But, yeah. you know, when you, when, when, when I say all of these things, though, Mike, like, I, I know what I did. I know what we did. I know how impactful we we were. I know how people fucked it up. I know what they're trying to do to fix it. I know it's going to be hard because it ain't like it was 10 years ago. But I do know that people forget, have forgotten. They taken what I, what you have, a lot of us, a lot of us have done for granted. We have, all of those people went through us. And when people were not trying to give them a chance to crack the mic, we gave them a chance to crack the mic. 
And there are some people that I've seen over the years after those years, and they have said to people that did not know what I did to say, hey, that dude right there really gave me my first shot. And I always appreciate that. Never tell them or anything like that. They appreciate that. And there are still people who see me and they appreciate it. But there are a lot of people who see me, whether they are here or whether they are there, that act like I ain't did shit for them. And I've never asked for nothing from them. They never paid for an interview. They never, none of that. I really gave them a shot because I appreciated them, their work, and I thought they could be something. As you see, I said, never really took pictures or anything like that. Maybe, and maybe because I didn't take a picture, they forgot it. You know what I'm saying? But I see certain things, Mike, and I say, Damn, y'all act like Bang wasn't there. Y'all act like WindyCityUnderground.com didn't exist. Y'all act like that we didn't push the culture. And y'all act like that we didn't give y'all a chance, but other people didn't give y'all a chance. Because blog, y'all was trying to get on blogs, y'all trying to get on Fake Shore, y'all was trying to get on Ruby Hornet, and y'all was mad at them because they felt like, y'all felt like that they didn't give you a chance. And I was the one that was telling them, no, nah, no, nah, they give you a chance. You got to understand, there's a lot of shit going on. So all of that stuff but bang was here bang it and all that stuff and i was here too because at that time i created and that for that reason right there that was one of the reasons why i created coolhyperadio.com and that was a blog that showcased independent artists not only from chicago not only the midwest area but from everywhere and it was to give an opportunity that other blogs didn't give you so yeah you you, you, I'm hey, you spit, nigga. This nigga, nigga spit. Nigga niggas spitting act like right now. niggas act like Bang wasn't there. All right, you know what I'm saying? I don't give a damn where you at, because I mean, damn near everybody that came from the crib, 2010, 2014, came through us. They either called that phone, or they they either walked through them doors, and their managers, their publicists, is all that. That's they called us to be like, look, can you get this? Hey, cool, cool. But every once in a while, you'd be like, damn, where's the love? Where's the gratitude? Where's all that? Now, for anybody to be like, oh, he's talking shit about me. No, <laughs> because some of those publicists and people like that managers are people that I still fuck with today. And we ain't got to talk every day. To know that I fuck with them and they fuck with me. But there are others. They know who they are. It's like, oh, yeah, I did that? Yeah, that's cool. So, bangers, I'm I'm getting to a point, Mike, that I'm cool with being an episode of Unsung. It's okay. Like I'm cool with being Alexander O'Neill. Because Alexander O'Neill has some hits. Alexander O'Neill may not be Freddie Jackson or Luther Vandross. <laughs> you know, <laughs> may not be Teddy Pendergrass, you know what I'm saying? Might not be Johnny Gill, but hey, man, Alexander O'Neill has some hits. I guess I'm the Alexander O'Neill of Chicago. I got to show up at an award show with no <laughs> T-phone. When I think about you, oh, shit, is that bang? <laughs> Feelings can't explain. I guess guess that's got to be me. Hold on for a second. Hello? 
You say what? You can if you want. I'm recording. You can if you want. Trey just had some okay. pizza, and I'm recording the podcast with Mike. Tell Mike hi. Hey, Miriam. Uh, happy birthday. Happy belated happy birthday, birthday and all birthday. of that, you know. Tell him I said thanks. Said thanks. So, I... When I think about you, feelings get explained. <laughs> I'm, I'm the Alexander O'Neill of Chicago. I had a moment. Had a couple of hits. Joe will fake bit. And then... <laughs> I disappeared on y'all ass. Went I went off, off into the, the sunset. sunset. And became a boss. No, you know what? I wonder, I wonder <clears throat> for those who forgot about Bang, I wonder if they think I fell off on crack or something. <laughs> I like if I died, so, one or the other. Yeah, no, I absolutely. I'm just not. saying. They don't hear the name JR Bang like that no more. Is he on drugs? Like, what happened to dude? Did he? You you went. I think you went Franklin Saint, bro. <laughs> <laughs> went on a bender, bro. I think you hey, went on a bender. Man, man. Nah, got nah, about man. Bang G. What Bang got nah, that doing, man? man. Yeah. Bang got that tap dancing on State Street. All they got to do is search Jr. Make a Google Jr. Bang and find out what you're doing, bro. But Jr. Bang is on LinkedIn. They, 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 they can find you, bro. You're, you're, I think you're a pretty easy guy I, to find. I thought I was too. Damn. <laughs> it's it's okay, bro. Let's move on to Brian McKnight and these kids, though, fam. Man, you heard about this Brian McKnight shit? <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting a, a glimpse of the Brian McKnight shit right Brian now, McKnight bro. I'm like, his, uh, his older kids. Uh, they grown, right? All right, Mike. I've, I've been seeing some of the shady shit, though, from fam, Brian McKnight. Look, I don't know. All right, let me say it's this. Little, let me a, say this. I said this on Facebook. I said oh, this on no. Facebook earlier. I've never been in a blended family. My mother and my father are still together after 40 years of marriage. All of my brothers and sisters are the same, got the same mother and father. My kids got the same mother. Never been in a blended family. So I can't say anything about that when it comes to Brian McKnight. However, apparently Brian McKnight just settled a defamation lawsuit that was put together by one of his daughters. And she said that Brian McKnight defamed her character because he said that she was fucking her cousin. He said that his daughter was having sex with his cousin? Meaning like she was having sex with her cousin? So, because if you like, I need more details on this. But regardless, if if it's Brian Bruh. McKnight's cousin, whether it's first cousin, Brian McKnight sued by ex- Brian McKnight sued by estranged daughter for allegedly spreading rumor about her online <clears throat> that she slept with her cousin, Bruh. <laughs> I don't know how shitty of a dad you gotta be. Instead of, if this was true, whooping the cousin's ass or having a conversation with the cousin, 
you spread a rumor that your daughter fucking her cousin. Did he spread the rumor or he just literally just came out and just said, like, this is what happened. Not alleged or I think this happened, Look, but did she, he say she filed suit happened? in 2020? They settled the case. Something was said. Something was said, Mike. Mike. <clears throat> Ain't no yeah. way in hell that I'm going to, if I have a daughter, I'm going to be like, she fucking her cousin. And not say nothing about it. <laughs> Do you know how much of an ain't shit daddy you got to be in order for you to accuse your daughter or spread the rumor that your daughter was having sex with your with her cousin? And you was cool with that? Or not cool with that, but... I'm about to say, I don't think he was cool you, with it. You, so this, you're going to have a conversation about it? So this is what I see from Brian McKnight. This is what the glimpse Tell that I've gotten out of these past couple days. This is what I see. I see Brian McKnight being an unbothered man about... Uh, he's unbothered about anything that anybody has to say about his relationship with his... How many older kids does he have? Two? He has a son and a daughter. I know you got a Brian. Yeah. I know you got a junior. You got a junior and another. And he got Brian. a daughter. And okay, got two Bryans. And it's he got two. One I, he got older, two one younger. He <laughs> said, "Fuck juniors. the other Brian. Oh I'm gonna make God. me a new Brian." <laughs> oh my God! So it seems like Mike. He whatever. Fuck the other oh, Mike. Okay. I'm gonna give me a new. <laughs> New Mike, if you ever have a son Hilarious. and you do some shit like that, no, fuck that's him. Crazy. I'll make me a new. <laughs> that's like saying you were making that's, another trade. That's Lee like... A. Davis Jr. or women. That's Lee A. Davis the third, and then there's Lee A. Davis. Oh my god! So it ain't like you said. All right, I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna do a fourth. We just we gonna just erase trade. And we just go have another trade. The only one that matters right now is that second. It looked like Brian McKnight is unbothered, and it looks like he washed his hands of his children for whatever reason. It's got to be something. Something he 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 literally wiped away his kids for whatever reason. Wiped them away. If that was like, if you see his Instagram bio, you see his Instagram bio. It says the father of this kid, this kid, this kid. Not my other kids. This kid, this, other kid, this, kid, this nigga is. Funny. I don't know. And it just seemed like he, and he cool with it. Like he unbothered about it and all of that, bro. Like y'all can't tell this man nothing. Hey, nothing. This man is on Marion, bro, right now to this shit. You know what I'm saying? You know how Marion was completely unbothered about Lil Fizz having sex with his baby mama? Is hey, that nigga unbothered about all of that? About his two Bruh. kids, bro. He unbothered. Bruh. I can't call it, bro. I don't know. I need more. He got to do like an interview or something like that, bro. He got pretty well. He got to do a tell-all, write a book or Bam. something about this because ain't no way. Dead. <laughs> How did this happen? Bam. I when look. Did this happen because I know. Why is this new? Because I know some people gonna be like, man, you know, 
Man, Who noticed be this? folks like, man, you know, these kids are entitled and all this stuff. And see, I'll never go that <clears throat> route. I'll never go that route because at the end of the day, them kids, my kids. I don't like half of my family, Mike. I don't. I don't. I, I probably shouldn't share that on the pod. I'm pretty sure they probably Damn. like, oh, this bank? They're going to text bank. They're going to text me. They're going to text my mom. They're going to text my mom. <laughs> my mom. I'm like, oh, fuck about y'all. You heard what bank? You heard he said he don't, he don't like half like of his family. Like, uh, <laughs> Is he talking about right? me? Is he talking? Don't. Uh, maybe you should ask him if my mama, what my mama gonna say. Imagine. The, okay, let me ask you this question, Mike. I think I'm glad you said that because honestly, I your family, but that don't mean I gotta like you. And that's yeah, how I yeah. feel about members of my family. Mm-hmm. Some of them I love. I love all of my aunties. And all of my uncles love them to death. My auntie Sharon is like the grandmother that I never had. I realized that I love a lot of members of my family. There's some members of my family I just don't fuck with. And I think that's a-okay. Because there's some members of the family that probably don't fuck with me. But that's not my kids, though. When you get to a point where you don't fuck with your kids, I believe that you have to assess your life just as well as you got to assess theirs. What did you do to make them not fuck with you? And what was your limit to make you go, fuck them kids? All right. Yeah. Because that's tough, bro. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine either, fam. I, I would never. Yeah. I can never imagine the day where. Now how old is your daughter, Mike? I'd be like, she's so you twelve. Got probably six more years of loving your daughter. <clears throat> you got six mm-hmm. more years. Maybe it's when they turn eighteen is when you start to have. And, and I would. Th- and, and, and yeah, I couldn't even imagine then, even after eighteen Trey years nine. old. I love Trey to I, death. She... But nine more years, maybe we having different conversations. <laughs> I would hope not. I would pray every night that I would never have to endure my. such a thing. I feel like I don't fuck with my child because of something that she did or something that I did. And, you know, we just cut ties as father and daughter. I couldn't imagine that would be dreadful a to me. <laughs> that I really want older parents to ask because we have younger kids. I got eight, four, and two. When do you get to a point where you'd be like, fuck them kids? Because Brian McKnight clearly is I saying, mean, a lot of people- fuck them? These my new ones. Is it the mama? I See, that's a tricky situation, bro, because obviously what he remarried or whatever, right, had kids with another woman. Or Is, is that his situation right now? Like, obviously these kids are with another woman and he's married to another woman. And they have kids together. Like, I don't know, bro. It seems like Brian McKnight is so, like, I never imagined Brian McKnight to be, like, a a, a controversial person. 
You know, he seems so but happy. You know what? He's got his you IG. know what, though? You're right. <laughs> his son, his son sings. He do? <laughs> so it's like his son. And it's, yes. Man. You go to his son's IG page, bro. I, I told you, I'll be on Shade Room. I'll be, be in, in the, the comment room. section. When they posted something, I'll be in the Shade Room. I just browse. I will never comment oh, in the man. Shade Room. I never comment. But I feel like boys, I feel like you should comment I mean, in the Shade Room. I, Put a comment up. I know the head of content there. <laughs> So I don't need to do anything. Say? I just stay where I'm at. But what I'm saying is that I saw his son. It was a post in the shade room about the Brian McKnight situation. And his son commented. And he kind of oh. just like laughed it off, though. He didn't. He And I went to his IG page. And his son sings. Oh. His son uses his name. Like, he still, like, goes as Brian McKnight Jr. Like, he, he sings and like shit, bro. No, bro, he ain't erasing his whole man's name. So is is it really tension? Nah, man. <laughs> at least my on, name is my is name. It, is it Brian? True enough. My name is That's my true. name. But sometimes, but sometimes uh kids that you know feel betrayed by their parents and they might get to a point where you know what, like, I don't fuck with this nigga at all. I don't give a damn if his name is uh Brian McKnight, bro. I don't want to be called Brian McKnight, you know what I'm saying? Nothing like that. I like it's just sometimes it's, it be that way. Sometimes a kid might feel to, that way to a point where they just want to erase every See, possible maybe thing that could that could relate Mike, maybe them to they that. Maybe they love their daddy, fam. Maybe they love their daddy. Maybe uh, it, maybe with, it's maybe it ain't their daddy fault. Maybe I they don't fucked fuck up with my daddy sometimes. Yeah, but you would never not fuck with your daddy to be like, well, yeah, my, my name ain't Lee. Okay, there's no too many of us. <laughs> Too many of us. I can't be like fuck him. <clears throat> Shit, somebody might have a question. Well, which Lee you talking about? Well, no, yeah. talking about my dad. And they're like, why in the world? Like, no. Look, <clears throat> again, Mike. I, I don't know, but just going with his daughter. Shit, you got to be an ancient daddy to be spreading the rumor that your daughter fucking her cousin. You are ain't shit pack. But so regardless of how he feel about that situation, he shouldn't be telling nobody that. <laughs> Mike. Mike. It's alleged. It's alleged. But that's what... It was a lawsuit. Apparently it was settled. I think that's what Radar Online said. It was settled. Let me make sure I'm not in no uh what's the old girl Tasha K situation. I don't want that. I, I I'm not trying to Cardi, Cardi trying to recruit that yeah, money. I ain't trying to be Cardi, fam. I'm broke. <laughs> oh, she owe Cardi four million, million, right? Okay, let me rewind that. Let me rewind that. <clears throat> let me rewind. That. Ah, look at Hold you. On. See, there you go. Good job. You about yeah, to get into trouble? Hold on. Let me read this. Okay, this is from Radar Online, y'all. Brad McKnight demanded his estranged daughter Brianna tell him how many sexual partners she had, and the nature of each encounter as part of her lawsuit against her famous dad. <laughs> what? <laughs> Say that one more time. Read that again one more time. Brian McKnight demanded his estranged daughter, Brianna, tell him how many sexual partners he had and the nature of each encounter as part of her lawsuit Why? against him. She sued him for defamation um, of character. Um, whoa. Mm, mm, mm. 
That's interesting. <laughs> what the hell? Um, wow. So that's a conversation I never want to have. Ever. I don't ever want to have a conversation like that. <clears throat> Brian McKnight, a different kind of nigga, bro. He different. <laughs> <laughs> My man's different. They did something to that man, bro. Not to say that he ain't wrong, but obviously, if you and if you a savage like okay, there we go. I I was right. I was cool. I was. They dismissed the lawsuit in February. So Brian McKnight denied the allegation of wrongdoing, arguing that his states his statements were substantially true, and he wasn't speaking of malice. He demanded that the trial be thrown out, the case be thrown out, but they went to trial, but they settled in February. All right, so let's rewind this back. <laughs> Boy, Brian McKnight ain't shit. Oh, he ain't shit. In her suit, Brianna claims that the issue started in 2019 when she decided to share aspects of her perceptions of growing up with an unnamed absent father on her Instagram page. Though she allegedly didn't give a clue to who he was, McKnight responded by publicly stating that Brianna was promiscuous and an incestuous minor. (laughs) What? (laughs) So is that why he cut ties with her? His daughter was a hoe? At a young age, <laughs> that, is that what we doing right now? We cut ties with his baby. To cut ties with his baby girl. Mm. His post reportedly said, and unfortunately, along the way, a couple of years ago, I caught wind that there was an older cousin who was above eighteen who was quite possibly having sex with her. He also reported that her mother, who he had an affair with. Why he was married to someone else only had a child with him for money in the first place. Gee, Brian McKnight might be the worst R&B singing nigga of all time. <laughs> well, you know what? My bad. Let me rewind that because that would be nah. Sweat. R. Kelly is hot. R. Kelly, Keith Sweat yeah, okay. is Keith Sweat. Me and Keith Sweat is that's on your just, personal. No, he called me a he bitch. Not, that's different. All right. But we talking about. That's different. There's, yeah. I'm not going to put Brian McKnight with R. Kelly. R. Kelly is in a whole different room. <laughs> For all of the reported alleged things that R. Kelly did, he's in a whole nother room. Now, when <clears> y'all want to argue about what R. Kelly did and didn't do, that's one thing. Did you see the video of the vibe? And you have you seen that video, Mike? A vibe, video? something about vibe, speaking of R. Kelly. Hold on. Speaking of R. Kelly, I ain't never heard the Body's Calling remix, Mike. Your Body's yes, Calling remix? I didn't know there remix? was a remix. I mean, this nigga would make a remix of everything. I, I I'm know. pretty sure just, there was one in the just, vault. Just didn't know that there was one. <clears throat> um, I felt like I felt like there was one that we knew about. Apparently, there was one. But, but, but before I get to that, let's let's just say this. Before I get to that, um, let's go back to Brian McKnight. 
R. Kelly is in a whole nother room. It's, sure. But do you believe he did it or not? That's one thing. But, mm-hmm. but the fact of the matter is, is that of with everything he's alleged to have done, he's in a whole nother room. However, Absolutely. <clears throat> Brian McKnight, if this shit is true, if all of what Brian McKnight's kids are saying is true, Brian McKnight is one of the most ancient R&B singers of all time. <laughs> There's one thing to say, fuck them kids. You... Sure. You, you, you're rich, you're famous, and you probably just like, you know what, my, my entitled ass kids, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> fuck them damn kids. You, you, that might be that situation. Hold on, I'm, I'm trying to find this video so I can play it. But yeah. There might be a situation where you like fuck them kids. Yeah. But when you spread a rumor that your daughter is fucking was fucking her cousin, and you was cool <laughs> with talking about it. Mike, that's different. Mike, that's <clears throat> different. So what you're saying is that Brian McKnight ain't shit. Because he cut his kids off because of decisions they made instead of like at least trying to handle uh, it as a father. He he just cut them off completely. Like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. This these kids, I had these kids with a woman who just wanted to have the kids. It's one thing of cutting your kids off, it's another thing by being petty and putting it in their face. That's how I'm getting it. This is what I'm getting out of this. I'm, this is what I'm getting. Be a... You said that. You said that. You said that the lady that he had these kids with had these kids for with him for money purposes only. So it seemed like I right, Brian McKnight was gonna be cool <clears throat> with dealing with these kids until they fucked up and they ain't shit. Kind of like their mama. So that's what I'm, I'm glad that you said that, Mike. <laughs> Look like this is what I'm getting. This is seems like glad what we doing you here. Said that. Because my biological, my auntie, shout out to my auntie Cassandra. She told me about my biological fa- grandfather. She said that he, because he got multiple kids, my mom, her, my uncle Brian, and that I ain't never talked to yet, um, and a couple others. She said to me that he blamed the mothers for having them and and basically, you know, Raising kids. It's y'all fault. She said, and he said, it's your parents' fault. It's your mother's fault. But let me hit raw. And then y'all came. That's it's your mom's fault. It ain't my fault. <clears throat> Brian McKnight. That's what it sounds like. If, bro. if if I could put a bow on this, Brian McKnight sounds like to me that he don't like his ex-wife. Fuck that bitch. Because of that, fuck them kids. I got me a whole new woman. I got, I'm starting over. There you go. There you go. And I don't give a fuck. 
about what y'all got going on over there. And to that girl, y'all grown, who I cheated on my wife with, is your mama fault that you here? Because I ain't want your ass here in the first place. I don't even know why she named you Rihanna. What was the whole point of that? So his first two kids is with yeah, two different his women. First three, I think. Okay. He had two. I think he okay. got two kids with his ex-wife. So what about the third kid? That's what about the third? third? It's two kids. I think they say it's two kids with the ex-wife, and then there's one with the random. Then it's the new batch. And you know what? The new batch is the new batch is who is the is new batch got loves. it. I could raise these kids better. I, I think this is what I think, <laughs> Brian McKnight. All right, this is what I think, Brian McKnight. On, I ain't do this shit right, <clears throat> but fuck them bitches. <laughs> I'm going to have me some new kids. I'm going to start over. I'm going to be a better father and husband than I was then. But I don't care about them enough to rekindle some shit. And And I'm completely unbothered by it. And y'all can say whatever y'all want about me. That's what I I got. got (laughs) Which, that's fucked up. But. You fucked up for that. But, Mike. But. When you out here reportedly spreading rumors about your daughter saying she was promiscuous and I got word that she was fucking her cousin. But that when he does that, that's when you know that that's when you know fuck. you don't get fucked. He don't give a fuck. Fam. Now whether y'all feel like he right or wrong, Mike, he, he don't I've care. had sex with women that I don't want to admit I've. You think <clears throat> that I'm gonna want to talk about it? <laughs> so you gotta be a fucked up ass person to even insinuate that your own daughter was out here wild, including with family members. No, Mike. Look, at the end of the day, that's your daughter, and whether y'all get along or not, you gotta protect her. You can't get on Instagram talking about some she a hoe and she was fucking her cousin. So fuck that bitch. You can't do that. He owns That's... a different kind of time as a father, bro. I, I don't know nothing about that. That ain't in the daddy handbook. It's clear. <clears throat> it's, it's, that That's... is not in the unwritten rules. That's of not in the daddy, daddy handbook, fam. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't give That's a fuck up. about what happens to you, handbook. My man's mindset was like, look. I, these kids, they here. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna do what I gotta do until it's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Look, man. Hey, bro. I think that's what Every it was, night. bro. That's what it was. Like, I'm gonna deal with this situation. I'm Brian, deal man, with you gotta kid. be a better man. I'm gonna deal with him until I can't. Brian, deal you gotta with be him, a better bro. man, fam. Your kids. I mean, just, just, just sit in the room with them. Like, for the man that sung one last cry, you're the only one for me. Back at one. For him to sing those those lovely-ass songs, it sounds like he ain't shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know how else to put it, Mike. Back at one is a beautiful song, Mike. The only one for me is a... It's a a lovely song. That nigga ain't shit. That just proves to me that R&B singers 
can sing the fuck out of a love song really be some of the most ain't shit niggas <clears throat> in the history of ain't shit niggas. And they be trying to they blame, trying to the, blame rappers. the rappers. R&B singers are worse than rappers. These kids, because these, these kids is fucked up. These R&B oh, niggas is fucked these up, R&B too. niggas got some explaining to do. These pop niggas, pop artists, R&B motherfuckers, they fucked up. Yeah, them R&B, R&B niggas got some explaining to do. Because okay. I ain't never heard no rapper say, fuck my daughter. And, and, and she fucking her cousin. I've seen arm. I've seen rap niggas try to sue somebody over their kid, but I ain't sure. never heard of no arm, no no rap niggas like yeah, fuck my daughter. She has been fucking her first cousin. What y'all talking about? All right, my Brian McKnight, you got some. God damn, R&B niggas. All right, let me play you this shit, Mike. There's some shit that yeah. I saw on Instagram that blew my mind. Now again. You sure this ain't no? You sure this ain't no uh, artificial no, I, intelligence shit, bro? I, I don't know. I was about to say, bro. If you gonna play this, let me see. This is probably some AI shit, dog. You know, and then at the end of the song, he's saying the names. Tariqa got it. Old Rochelle's got it. Little cute Anita's got it. And I thought he said Anita. Yeah, well, I know that. I know that. I know that part. Wait, no. pause it real quick. No. Pause it real quick. Wait, 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 wait. Pause it real quick. This one said, wait. You want to know what's even crazy? Your body's calling your remix. Aaliyah's singing on there at 13. Yeah, break it down. Are you hungry, Mike? <laughs> you want to eat? <laughs> we know what that means in R&B terms, Mike. <laughs> I didn't know that song exist, existed, Mike. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. That's what I said. That's why I said no wait. Because that, that hmm. first part we know. But that right there. <clears throat> now, to address the She's Got That Vibe record, I always wondered, and I love that record. I love She's Got That Vibe. I love that song, bro. But I always questioned the Aaliyah line at the end when he was shouting out all the women. When he said, little cute Aaliyah's got it. I never under, I was like, ain't no way. No way he's saying that Aaliyah, I don't know how old Aaliyah was at the time when that album came out. But I always wondered, like, is he referring to Aaliyah, Aaliyah? Like, you know what I'm saying? I always, that always like was mind boggling to me. So yeah. Now to fast forward to this, 
when it comes to I I, I mean I, I know there's a term of hiding in the open, but come on, there's no way this nigga could be this oblivious and not think that anybody, nobody would catch on to this or nobody would ever hear this song, dog. Like what? What I really would love to go back to that time and figure out what was R. Kelly's mindset at that time, bro. That he felt like, hey, like, it's cool to actually to actually marry a fifteen year old, let alone have her singing on an album called Twelve Play on a song, a remix to one of my most popular records called Your Body's Calling Me. I don't like that. that you sure this is not what the authenticity the the go i mean ain't it entitled do I, I do we got this like is it authenticated ain't is this, this entitled in aliyah's huh? ain't this entitled it's this is I'm on just title saying, ain't anybody's calling on title uh yeah i mean i don't have title anymore okay. i got apple music it's my apple music but that's not that song's not on there though. That's on that remix CD. The remix CD. Okay, hold on. Let me. Look. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me see then. Let me see some real quick. R. You, R. Kelly right, remix right. CD. So this whole time, Aaliyah, uh, This is Aaliyah singing on that record. Fam, I didn't know that there was a remix. <laughs> oh yeah, remix CD Volume One. Your body's calling me. Oh, is this this is the song? No way. That's Aaliyah singing on there, bro. Can't be. Hold on, let me see. So this song right here, is this the song you just played? That's Aaliyah. Is that what y'all telling me? No, this was in our face the whole time because this is available. <laughs> This album's been available. <laughs> this has been available. You know the song that I like? You know what? The only song that I actually like on this project, I never actually listened to this before, but the Feeling on Your Booty remix. The, what remix oh, is feeling this? On your feeling on your booty. That's on here. Yeah, and I, I, love, I, I, love, I love that, that remix. <laughs> but I never paid I attention need... to that. We got to, I need, we need, nah, bro. Is it on title? Is that on title? You, got, you can check the credits, what, bro, to see to if it? that's Aaliyah. Where you go to listen to the song at? That's on Apple Music. I don't think they show the credit. That's her, fam. Do they? That's her. That's crazy. I never knew the Body's Calling remix existed. So I never knew that Aaliyah sung on there, which means I never knew that she asked him if he was hungry and he wanted to eat, and he said, yeah. Now, in R&B terms, we know that means eating pussy. For sure. So, this video right here, I was shocked to hear. I was shocked to see. Now, Aaliyah's parents ain't shit. Because how the hell you got your 13-year-old daughter out there talking about some, you hungry, you want to eat. We know in R&B terms what that means. So, why is she singing that? But, Mike, what do you tell me all the time about how I grew up? You grew up fast. You see why? 
Damn. I would never have. You see why? Man. Uh, Do you see why? At that age, I, I knew that was eating pussy. If somebody sung to you soulfully, are you hungry? In R&B terms, that means eat this pussy. R&B has subliminally. Let me let me fuck y'all head up. R&B forever has subliminally had us singing shit we wasn't supposed to sing. Oh yeah. That's why when you look at Ray, they be like, black man can't be singing that shit. He's singing about the devil. Mm-hmm. That's why they was mad at Elvis. That's why they was that's why they was mad at rock and roll. Why? It yeah. wasn't the grown folks. It was the kids. Yeah. Aaliyah at 13 is asking R. Kelly if she wanna eat his pussy. Well, yeah, her pussy. She 13, fam. R. Kelly grown yeah. as hell. Are you real? Yes, I am. Do you want to eat? Don't mind if I do. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm. I. I'm. You know what? I feel like I've heard that song before. Like, like I, like you said, like I think I knew about that record, but I just never actually paid it never. in mind. <clears throat> I was today years old <laughs> when I saw that video, and I was like, yeah. "Wait a minute, what?" Huh? But then I thought about it. One, Aaliyah's folks allowing her to sing that. Y'all, we got to have an honest conversation about that. That's why you see this little comment right there. What's crazy is that her parents failed to protect her twelve, protect that 12-year-old. It's over almost 9,000 likes. I like that if I was that type of person. She got damn right. Mm-hmm. But damn. I just really thought about it and I was like, man. R&B really had us us singing some wild shit. And we didn't know what we were singing. And it's it was always subliminal. So it'd be funny when now is even funnier when you hear people talk about R&B music. They'd be like, oh, man, the difference was is they wasn't really out there saying, I want to fuck you. But now you got Akon singing a song talking about some, I want to fuck you. You know what? You're right about that. But also, when we was 13 years old, we was out there singing. You had girls out there singing, do you want to eat, baby? And then you got R. Kelly grown ass talking about some, yes, I do. They were singing about eating pussy, getting ate out. So. I think R. Kelly in his mind was thinking like, hey, it don't matter what age you are. It's just we, I just want your voice. We just want a, a voice. To, that might have been what he was thinking. You know that nigga might be a little slow. <laughs> That's probably what he in his mind. Because there's no way you can actually like think this is okay. Hey, we ain't got no female voice in the studio. Aaliyah. So gonna use this 13-year-old. Aaliyah. Aaliyah, come, come here. here. It's going to... You, you got the voice. You got this is probably what this is probably what R. Kelly was saying to her. You have the voice. You're 13, but you have the voice of a young 
Whitney Houston or some shit like that. Maybe that's what he was thinking. I don't know. God rest Whitney Houston. God, God, God rest her soul. He might have been thinking like you have the voice of a, uh, you know, a powerful voice. You that know, nigga was thinking like about that. jagging off to that woman. damn hook. <laughs> so let's just, we're just going to put your voice on here. You know what I'm saying? And nobody's going to care. But pay see, Mike, to, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to go back to this. To, to knowing that you Mike, <laughs> we doing the Aaliyah thing. And yes, did not know she was on the Body Calling remix. She's on there talking about if you hungry, do you want to eat? And she ain't talking about no Harold's. But let me take you to a song. I'm going to read you these lyrics. And what I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do this to the female and then not do it with a male. Pause all that. I don't know why I keep thinking of you. Could it be your every motion in my fantasies with you? Still, every time I see you around, I can't control my desire to feel you up and down. But I don't even know your name. So how can we get together? Don't even know if you have a man. I don't really care. I know one thing's for sure. You will like the way I do you, baby. I'll take my time and love you front to back. <clears throat> so whenever you get that love ambition, baby, just call on me and I'll come running back. Mike, that's love ambition. Jason Weaver. Jason yeah. Weaver was barely a teenager when he sung that song. Oh, that's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's just it's similar to to Usher's yeah. first album. I could go listen to Usher's first album, bro. Produced by Diddy. Did you hear the shit Usher was singing about on there? That's very similar to those lyrics. Are very similar to the shit Usher was saying on his debut album. A lot of people don't even know about that album. A lot of people think Usher's first album was My Way, produced yeah. by Jermaine Dupri. Now, <laughs> but you go back and listen to his first album. I think he was like 15. When he we go, right that now, album, we gonna bro. stay with Jason Weaver. Right now, we're yeah, gonna, we gonna get to Usher in a minute. Jason Weaver was born 1979. Love and Bishop came out 1995. Which means that Jason Weaver was 16 talking to singing about fucking. <laughs> Cause Love Ambition I mean, is about okay. fucking. Was you having sex at 16? Years Not old? often. You had sex though. No. So it was a thing. <laughs> it ain't right, but it was a thing. It ain't right. I wasn't it ain't active. right. <laughs> But <laughs> it but, don't matter. It, it's, it's, it was a thing, though. I was not a virgin. There we go. I was active, but I I wasn't active, but I wasn't a virgin. I was I was I was a bench player that was slowly becoming so the sixth this, man. I was the I was the twelfth so man. This, That's how I would put it. At sixteen, <clears throat> I was the twelfth man. I get garbage minutes, but I was working okay. my way up on the roster. It's okay. It's okay. 
it, it, it was it, it was a thing though. And that don't make no. it right though. But what I'm saying is that at this time though, back then, these kids, whether it was female or male singers, they were getting trained to sing about the shit that actually was going on. Like they were I mean, I know that they and that shit ain't right. Look, Jason Weaver could come on this show and say, I've been fucking since the Lion King. And I believe him. I believe him. <laughs> I not, bro. Don't help me. I, I will believe Jason Weaver. Jason Weaver's like, no. He's from the crib, fam. Come on. Come yeah, on. No. I'm just saying. <laughs> Jason Weaver could be like, man, psh, I've been on hold since Lion King, fam. And I believe him. What I'm saying is, is this. Because songs like Love Ambition, we've been singing about fucking since we were kids. So. Blame it on the producers and the writers. (laughs) Who produced that record? Who who wrote that song for Jason Weaver? But. We're going to find out right now. Let's see. Usher. Was out here singing wild shit. Like, and you could go listen to the like the boys were singing down my heart. To us, that was innocent. But mm-hmm. if we read the words to down my heart, would we be surprised? Immature was 13 years old singing about some wild shit. Keith Crouch. Who the hell is Keith Crouch? It's music producer. He's a producer. Crouch. Oh, that name's that Keith name Crouch. sounds religious. I'm a, I'm a. Okay, I'm a, I'm a read the lyrics to the boys down my heart. When I think about you, baby, I want you here. Want to put your arms around you and feel you, <clears throat> dear. Now I can take that. You know, you put your arm. Around. All right, let me stop. I, I have touched my. You have touched my heart. I'm so in love. Your only girl I'm thinking of. That's innocent, fam. The boys was out here singing innocent shit. For sure. Let's go to another bad creation. <clears throat> let's do. Let's do Aisha. <laughs> oh, uh, Aisha. You know I want. It. They say I want you so bad, and I want to get to better. know you better. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It ain't innocent. That's innocent. <laughs> I want you, you know, I right? What am I sure you know about saying I want you? It might have been a little bit of a little bit of Bell Bib the vote on that. Oh no, I want you. But you know, it's still innocent. We still, still we played Nintendo. That was our very exactly. first date. I didn't want to make it seem so fly. We ate cereal. <laughs> she couldn't stay out at late. Her mother told her to be home at nine. Yo, the boys, innocent. That's innocent. Another bad creation, innocent. Usher, Jason Weaver, sing about fucking. But that's the growth from, and that's the Hollywood part of growth from, all right, y'all kids, fam, y'all like 10 years old singing, y'all can't be out here wild. Lose your virginity, love ambition. But if I'm 16, now mind you again, at this age, this is what I'm talking about. How old was High Five when they made Kissing Game? Grown, I think. They, they grown. Was, That's they grown, was right? Like they 17 grown. 17 to 18. 
But okay. but here's the thing about Jason Weaver, and I'm not dissing Jason Weaver at all, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want nobody to think I'm dissing Jason Weaver. What I'm saying is, is that Jason Weaver was 16 years old when Love Ambition came out. So I don't know how old he was when he laid the track. But he was 16 when that song came out. Ain't no grown person singing Love Ambition. It's, it's weird. us. Because if Jason Weaver is born in 1979, I'm born in 1982. If Jason Weaver is 16 when the song is released, 80, 81, I am at least two, three years younger than him. So at 13, 14, I am Aaliyah. That's all I'm saying. We grew up fast. We, whether we want to know it or not, we all grew up fast in some type of way. Because we were singing songs that we had no business singing. It was artists our age that probably will be singing songs that if our kids were singing, you'd be like, ah, 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 Because Trey couldn't sing Love Ambition in around the house. And I won't be like, hey, you know what your ass singing about? But, Mm -hmm. yes, when we were kids, we were singing, look, I knew all the words of Poison in 1990 when it was released, Mike. In 1990, I was eight. Mm -hmm. But they were grown. But also... I'm probably on the radio listening to songs that I ain't had no business listening to. So when I'm hearing Love Ambition from Jason Weaver, I ain't think nothing of But then I'm like, buddy, now I'm old, buddy, at 16 singing that song. So it means I am 13 looking at a girl. I don't even know your name. So how can we get together? Ooh. I don't even know if you have a man. Like, what? But I know one thing's for sure. Like, I really want to know how that song came about. Like, who came up in the studio was like, Jason, I got a song for you, fam. His name is Keith Crouch. <laughs> he wrote I got a song for you, Jack. He wrote it. And the crazy it. thing is, is Love Ambition, now that we old, is our stepper joint. If that song came on in the barbecue today, you look your grown ass woman in the eye and you grab her hand and y'all stepping. We turn into our parents, man. Shouts out to Jason Weaver. Love ambition has stayed the, te- the test of time when it comes to everybody at the crib. I just realized we was young as hell when we were singing the shit. And we probably shouldn't have been singing it. So I can't get mad at Aaliyah Sing what she was singing at 13. I was singing that shit. And I was probably looking at an older woman singing it too. Yeah. But yeah, Leah parents ain't shit. They ain't shit. Yeah, ain't shit, bro. That shit is, that shit that is wild. wild, bro. That is very interesting. Um, really sung. R. Kelly. She really yeah. sung. Wanna eat. Yeah, R. Kelly was like, Yes, I do. All right, man. Before we get out of here, before we get out of here, um, a couple of quick hits to get out of here. First of all, let's go with Joel and B. Let's clear this uh screen out, please. Clear, clear, clear this screen out. Get this, get this out of here. Get this filter. 
away from here. <laughs> I think we lost Mang. Did we lose him? Can't hear you. <clears throat> I can't hear that. Out my headphones on? No, my headphones are good. I have to make sure my headphones is good. No, I can't hear you, bro. No, no. Oh, okay, now I can hear you. <clears throat> there we go. Because I don't know what happened, but that shit stopped fucking up all my ears. Um, but quick hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now nah, I was saying, get this screen out of here. Get this. Can you switch the screen? Oh up? yeah, the shit's still up on the thing. My bad. I had to fix the shit. <laughs> We have, yeah, yeah I'll feel comfortable. Feel comfortable. All our bitches are gonna fuck around and be on the street, <laughs> even though it ain't. All right, man, real quick, a couple of ki- quick hits. Joel Embiid is MVP. Is he the affirmative action MVP? Should he have one MVP or should Jokic have one MVP? It's not affirmative action. I ain't gonna, we're not gonna go there. We da- we not doing that. We not gonna do that one. We ain't gonna do that one, bro. He deserved it. He won. He deserved, and I think what I what I don't like is what everybody keeps saying that he deserved to win it last year. No, he didn't. He didn't. He, the best man won it last year. And if Jokic would have won it this year, I wouldn't even have been mad. I wouldn't even have been mad. But Joel Embiid, I'm not mad. He 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 won it this year. Like the man, defensively. Ball, he probably gonna be all defense first team. Man, average what thirty scoring title. Took the scoring title. Philly, a strong third in the East, bro. Yeah, give it to Embiid. I'm not mad at Embiid winning, but I don't think he was a firm of action. Think like, oh, yeah, we gave it to Jokic. We got to give it to the black guy. Well, he African, fam. When African, right. If you had to put a prediction on it, who is going to be the next American-born MVP? I would say Tatum. Mm. Tatum got a shot, bro, to be the MVP if he, if you know. Tatum was early favorite. He was favorite early this season. To win it, so I mean, Boston kind of really like up and down, you know. You know how they, they really dominate, you know. And Tatum kind of like took a slide back, and you know, obviously he's sharing the ball with Jalen Brown, so he didn't really like dominate, dominate in MVP form later on in the seasons. But I think Tatum will have a shot at it as far as like American player or Devin Booker. I would, I would, I would if Devin Booker. Really, like, go out there and play like how he playing right now in the playoffs. He play like that during the whole season and don't get injured and have the Suns, you know, in the hunt for, like, the top one and three seed in the West. Okay, I always say Devin Booker could be a possibility um, for American player. Uh, who else? Those would be my two. Mike, I'll go to those two. Devin Booker or Tatum. You know. Mike, I love Jason Tatum. I don't think he got a yeah. dog enough in him to go get that MVP. Too much the MVP, you gotta take you, the MVP, fam. You can't just play and expect the MVP. You gotta take that yeah. award. Yeah. Jason Tatum is a great player. I don't know if he got yeah. that dog in him to take something. Just look at the finals mm-hmm. last year. He he definitely uh he disappeared. Definitely didn't have that. He definitely didn't have that Mamba in yeah, him. He, he wore all the Mamba shit. But he didn't bring the mama shit to the floor. So I like Jason no. Tatum. I just don't know if he has that dog in him to go get the MVP award. But he's still young, though. So I, I don't give a fuck time. if he's young or not, Mike. I, he ain't got that dog <laughs> in him to go take that award. Devin Booker, I don't know. Basically, what I'm saying to you is, I don't know. These American players, they, so you're saying... 
they ain't got that shit in them like Luca Fam, do, huh? What I'm like saying is this: huh? my pick would be John ja Morant, but John ja Morant got too much bullshit around. Yeah, John. Ja, ja that would yeah, be that would my be, pick. That's a good pick too. But Ja got yeah. he's the most beloved American player, not named LeBron James, in currently and, in the and, NBA. And for what it's worth, my man Ja he got a second chance. He got a second chance. He got a second chance next season. He, he got a clean ball slate. out, but he got a clean slate. I don't know, fam. I don't know. Giannis ain't going nowhere. Luca ain't going nowhere. Jokic ain't going nowhere. And Embiid ain't going nowhere. Anthony Davis. <sighs> if I mean, hey, we love to, you know what I'm saying? Anthony, dish out the Anthony Davis jokes, but if, if we was to get a full season of non-injury, if it was Davis, a fifth, we'll all be drunk, Mike. You got to play sixty-five. We all be you got to play six next season. You got to play sixty-five games. And 20 we minutes. We get 65 days. In if order you get to 65 games for, out of Anthony Davis, we ain't though. We ain't gonna get we, I mean, we gonna get 64. <laughs> Anthony Davis is going to mess around and be the greatest player never to win an MVP award. Because he can't stay healthy. But if I were to ask the question, I would say that, that shit is unknown. Because, man, them four players that I named ain't going nowhere. And the American player, Ja don't got, Ja's the only one of those players that got the dog in them. But <clears throat> Ja got so much shit around him that I don't think if he had an MVP-type season, they would give him that award. Yeah. Tatum ain't got that dog in him. And I think Devin Booker has too much around him with Kevin Durant. And I think Kevin Durant is not going to stay healthy enough to get that award either. So I really don't know. Um, Dylan Brooks will be playing where next season? A, America. B, China. <clears throat> C, Europe. Three, Uruguay. He'd be in the NBA next year. I know the jokes. He's a walking punchline right now. And we gonna the jokes are gonna fly for Dylan Brooks, but he, he I think he'll land on another NBA team next season. I I ain't gonna go all out. I mean, obviously he ain't that great of a like he ain't. He's a I ain't gonna say he's not a good NBA player. The man started. He was on the starting lineup for this team, and he helped that team. We're not gonna see and say he didn't contribute. You know, like last year he was on a team last year that made the run in the Western Conference. Um, in the playoffs last year, like he's on this team, and he was in second in the West. So we didn't say he's not going. He didn't contribute. Now he might have. I don't know. Start smelling himself a little bit. I don't know what was in the air in the Memphis locker room in the city of Memphis. When my man is just literally just like, "Hey, hey, I'm like that," but he ain't really like that to be talking shit. Now he could play. He could play good enough to be on an NBA roster. So I'll say next season he'll be on the NBA team. Apparently, my, and obviously he was asking for a significant amount of money that he probably didn't deserve. Man, wanted what twenty five million a year or some shit like that, according to reports. I don't know how true that is, but a report came out that said they offered him something, and I think he said he wanted more, like he wanted Mike, up to like twenty five million. Mike, yeah, he'll be on the NBA. To answer your question, he'll be on the Mike, NBA team. While I believe he'll be on the NBA team, it would not surprise me if his ass is in China. Wouldn't shock and, me neither, but I think he'll be on the NBA why. team next season. Here's why. Dylan Brooks is a good player. He ain't good enough to be talking shit and not back it up. 
Oh, not at and, all. Definitely and I know not, I not see people. I, I know I see people on the internet talking shit about people that's talking shit about Dylan Brooks. Oh man, they doing the brother like this and all of that and yada yada yada. And I get that, but I don't give a fuck who you are, black or white. Dylan Brooks is not good enough to talk the way that he talked and not back it up. Because here's the thing. Any player that you name, oh, Draymond Green. Draymond Green backed it up. Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman backed it up. Bill Lambeer. Bill Lambeer backed it up. And not only did they back it up, they have the rings to show it. Dylan Brooks ain't got a second contract to back it up. And that's the issue. You can name all of those players you want, but the difference between Dylan Brooks and any player that you name that has any of those goon-like features is a ring. Dennis Rodman, multiple rings. Bill Lambeer, multiple rings. Draymond Green, multiple rings. Draymond Green, Hall of Famer. Dennis Rodman, Hall of Famer. Bill Lambeer, Bill Lambeer. (laughs) But you also have players in the NBA who were the goon, who were Dylan Brooks. And when they started doing a little bit too much, they ass was playing in China. One, two, three, China. Be cool. Bring your ass back. So it would not shock me if nobody took a chance because he talked but didn't back it up. For sure. I see him on the team next year, but I agree with everything you just said. But I like Dylan Brooks. I'm just mad that he didn't back it up. If I was an NBA player, I would be Dylan Brooks. I'm not that good. (laughs) But I can play some good defense. I'm a hustle. I'm going to play my heart out. Yeah. But you can't be you can't you can't you can't be out here, yeah, fam. Yeah. Call them motherfuckers yeah, old yeah. and the antics, the antics. The antics can't fly, bro. When you do like antics, you ain't out there. When okay. you do antics like that, you gotta win. You can't be you can't you can't you can't have the antics and go out there and score ten points on thirty percent shooting, G. That's that ain't productive, uh. nigga. <laughs> shit ain't, shit ain't right, I bro. want twenty five million. No, you can get your get your ass over ain't there. Happen, dog. So, <laughs> mom, what is you doing? Hey, mom, <laughs> mom, what is you doing? <laughs> Did you you do that over there, mom? I'm I'm recording, mom. Mom, Gotta you knew it. I was recording too. That ain't gonna work. No, no, I'm not yelling at her. <laughs> You know, dog gonna wear it wasn't gonna work. I'm just happy. Look, I'm happy, look, see, look. Hey, my woman doing that on purpose. I'm glad she could do that though. But she did that shit on purpose. You know, goddamn well. I'm trying to plug up my I'm trying to let all these plugs up and dog on house. All right, Mike, before we get out of here, last question. LeBron versus Steph. For sure. Is this series about legacy? <laughs> What the fuck is we talking about, fam? It's the second round. It's got nothing to do with <laughs> legacy, bro. That's why when you was like when you was firing off them questions, I was like, wait a second. What are you doing? 
And you got to the last question. I said, oh, they go bang. <laughs> I said, they go bang right there, bro. This is the second round, bro. I never seen this much conversation around a second round playoff series. No, I have. <clears throat> when the Bulls played Detroit <laughs> in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Before, the semifinals is one thing, bro, but like you said, this, that's the second round. round. And the Eastern Conference semifinals is the second round. The semifinals, oh yeah, the second round. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then you got the Western, I, I, my bad. But still, though, still, regardless, bro, it's the second round. I mean, yeah, we love it. We love to see Steph versus LeBron. Yeah, the story has went back all the way to 2015 when, you know what I'm saying, they was up. And then, you know, what you call it, Kyrie got hurt and it was just brought up. Like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, we get it, you know. Yeah. But they like, Steph, to answer your question, <laughs> LeBron's legacy is intact. Steph Curry's legacy is intact. I, I see we getting more conversations about is he the greatest point guard ever. We starting to get that conversation. We getting uh, Steph on Mount Rushmore conversation. That's all cool, fine and dandy. But I don't think if Steph beats LeBron here, this like surpasses him on certain shit. Or if LeBron surpasses Steph here, he's going to surpass Steph on certain shit. Because like you said, at the end of the day, we don't even know if they're going to get past Denver. <laughs> Them different nuggets look good. So we don't even know. <laughs> yeah. So they better hope. So we gonna see. Now, I'm gonna say okay. this though. If the Golden State Warriors get to the Western Conference Finals, they gonna win it. I think they gonna win the title. Mm. I think they could slip past Denver and get to the finals and win it again and get a fifth one, Joe. If they get a fifth one, we got to start having another honest conversation about the Golden State Warriors. All right, Mike, let me say this. <laughs> this ain't about legacy at all. What this is about, though, is bragging rights. For sure. For and sure. There you go. That's a good so way to put it. I look at this series right here, like Muhammad Ali versus Joe Frazier and Riddick Bowe versus Evander Holyfield. More Riddick Bowe versus Evander Holyfield. So for those who don't know boxing, right, Evander Holyfield and Riddick Bowe fought each other, undefeated title, undefeated on, uh, undefeated, both of them never lost a match, and they, and Evander Holyfield was the champion. So I'm going to use this matchup for this reason why. While LeBron James versus Steph Curry reminds me more about Riddick Bowe versus Evander Holyfield. Riddick Bowe is Steph Curry. Evander Holyfield is LeBron James. Riddick Bowe defeated Evander Holyfield first fight. Second fight, Riddick Bowe lost to Evander Holyfield. The third fight was a fight that we wanted to see but it was what it was. And Evander Holyfield beat, well, lost, excuse me, to Riddick Bowe. So Riddick Bowe is two to one against Evander Holyfield. But if you want to ask somebody where you placed Evander Holyfield and Riddick <clears throat> Bowe at the greatest of all time, heavyweights, they're going to say Evander Holyfield's name before they say Riddick Bowe's name. So Riddick Bowe has bragging rights over Evander Holyfield because he beat him twice. But Evander Holyfield would say, I'm one of the greatest heavyweights of all time, fam. You had a blip. 
That's what this is right here. LeBron James is better than Steph Curry. You can use Mount Rushmore, all these shits you want to. And LeBron James is probably number two on the list of greatest basketball players of all time. But if he loses to Steph Curry, Steph Curry could say, eh, you, you the GOAT. But I beat your ass. I got you. And that's what this is. This is nothing more. This is nothing less. I have never seen so much conversation around a six seed versus a seven seed. Never. Crazy. But it's LeBron James versus Steph Curry. But just like Riddick Bowe versus Evander Holyfield, Riddick got two, Evander got one. Evander could be one of the best of all time, but Riddick Bowe got his ass twice. And that's what Steph Curry can always have over LeBron James if he wins. Because I truly believe that for both players, this is the last chance that they have to win an NBA championship because that luxury tax next year is going to gut all of these cats unless you take way less money to stay on the championship team. All right, Mike. Got any hot takes? <clears throat> well said, well said. Um, I think my hot take, that's my hot take. If Golden State win this series, they win in the title. If they get to the Western Conference Finals, they going to win it. I would love to see Denver, but I just think, I think once, I don't know, bro, something about them light-skinned niggas, fam. Like, you, you kind of like water, see them fall. You want to see the dynasty fall? Like, all right, that's enough. We tired of seeing y'all niggas shoot threes and get to the finals all the time. But I think they get to the finals, and I think they win it, bro. I think they win the fifth if they get past if they get past the Lakers, Golden State winning it all. But if the Lakers get to the Western Conference Finals, I don't think they get past Denver. But you know, we'll see. But I keep saying that the NBA right now is like the seventies, and this yeah. is proof positive because the seventies to me was the last era of parity in the NBA. In the eighties, you knew the Lakers, Celtics, then Detroit was going to win every year. In the nineties, you knew Mike was going to win. When Mike wasn't there, you thought the Knicks was going to do it. You thought Orlando was going to do it, but it was Houston. But it was still one or two teams. In the 2000s, it was the Lakers in San Antonio. And we are where we are now with LeBron or Golden State. To me, this is the first year in years that there's really no favorite to win the NBA championships I like, I that, like it. <clears throat> Denver, I would say, has no excuses though, because Denver no is is healthy. is healthy, and they're bullying now through this joint. I don't see Denver losing this series. L.A. or Golden State is going to come out this series tired, and you look at the East. I mean, don't get me wrong, Boston blew out Philadelphia. So fucking what? And you got Miami versus New York. The team that should be the favorite is Denver. But that's a big but. They still going up against Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. They just ain't got no goddamn bench. They ain't got no supporting cast at all. So to me, this is a year where there's no favorites. Whoever win it is going to deserve it. And I like that because 
FanDuel will make me very happy as long as it's like that. Look at you. Check it out. He got a futures bet in the making right now. So. <laughs> I might. I'm not for sure yet. Uh, but go ahead, close it. Hey, did you see the did you see the did you see the interview with Jeff Teague? He was getting interviewed and he was talking about the Jimmy Butter Hell shit. Uh, yeah. You saw that interview? Is that recent? That's a recent that's, interview or that's I something think that's old? That's a recent interview. I just see that shit on TikTok, bro. I'm fucking Jimmy laughing, Butler. Jimmy Butler. That sounds like Jimmy Butler. That's I just bust so y'all. That... Jimmy Butler looked like a dude that's like, I, I bust y'all ass. All right, let's play again. The hell no, bro. I'm a... <laughs> like, the legend of Jimmy Butler. That is I'm going to awesome. say this about I'm, Jimmy I'm, Butler. I'm, I'm... I mean, let me say this before we get out of here, Mike. Because I saw a lot of people saying, Shouts out to my man, Il, uh, Il Brown. And I'm not, before he see this and be like, you tripping, bang. I ain't saying you wrong. He's one of the people that believe that the Bulls should have never traded Jimmy Butler. I'm one of the people that says we would be the eighth seed regardless. And maybe Shaka team. But we were never going to be the number one, number two, number three, number four seed with Jimmy Butler as our lead. Why? Somebody might say, why, bang, why? Because we had gone fucking packs. Who they going to build the team? It's easy to do the 2020 hindsight shit, but you still got to look at who running the team, which right now at th- at this point, Ain't no different than the niggas is running in that. We would have still been the AC. So <sighs> Jimmy Butler could have stayed, could have left. We'd still be in purgatory. Well said. <laughs> Go Bull C Random. Well said. Shout out to Jimmy yeah, Butler, though, man. Butter. Hey man, some do pie. Rate, like, subscribe, man. Uh, Twitch, the What Digital, YouTube, the What Digital, IG, at some do pie, Twitter, at some do pie. They can never race what we did, Mike. They can never race what we did. We held it down for the city (laughs) for about four years. You forget about me if you want to, but you probably wouldn't be where you at if it wasn't for me. I don't care for a rapper. A singer, a dancer, a ventriloquist, PR person, a manager, a DJ, a radio personality, a bust down. Oh my God. <laughs> I never reap the benefits, but I know somebody got some ass because they was on the station. You, you can't tell me. You can't tell me when we was doing it. Ain't nobody got no ass because we went to see the underground.com, which means you got ass because of us. Because of us. That's crazy. That's crazy how <laughs> we put on. Hey, man, Facebook group, hashtag some do pot. I am Mike V. Man. I think That's Illinois Jones bang, man. probably some got some pot. ass off of Wendy City Underground.com. He's probably, the, he <laughs> he's probably the person out of everybody on Wendy City Underground.com. That got ass. Cause he was so <laughs> Jones was no, no. <laughs> Crazy, fam. Hey man, I'm we got that part. I gotta go, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. <laughs>
Yo, 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 it's your girl, Nate Kale, and this is some new podcast. We out. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>